And welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, presented by Linda's Construction every Saturday here in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, let's see. We have callers, Andy Lindis. We have texters. So let's uh, put you back to work, see who's been waiting. It will be Fred, who's calling in from Hackensack, I believe. Uh, Fred, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi, good morning. I have an odd situation. I can't really figure out what might be going on. Um, we purchased a home up here uh, last year. And I first noticed that in the fall when we had frost on the roof, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the roof turns white, except uh, I've got this stripe that's about five feet wide. It goes up one side, down the other, just straight as an arrow um, in the middle of the roof. Uh, and it's a foamed, it's a foamed uh, roof. Uh, I poked my head up through the, the, through the uh, access panel and Everything is foamed entirely, uh, so I'm not sure why I would have this. Uh, this it, it, there's got to be some air leakage or something happening with the roof there, but I, I have no idea what it might be. So when you say foamed, is it spray foamed or is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, you didn't notice any cracking in the spray foam at all? Sometimes spray foam can shrink and crack and can lead to air infiltration. Yeah, boy, I don't know. It all looks... <clears throat> It all looks the same. I mean, I, I, when I look at it, where it, where the actual problem is, it looks the same there as it does everywhere else. Hmm. It, usually, it's there's some type of different surface there. You, you notice this a lot uh, in the spring and in, in the fall when when roofs start frosting up. You see where like the rafters are on the roofs. Mm-hmm. Um, you, mm-hmm. you can you can pick up the outlines of them, but. Never really like a five foot wide stripe up one side down the other. That's, yeah, it's like a it's like a road going up the up the roof. That's really odd. You know what and, I, and I what I would recommend? Yeah, what I would recommend doing is some infrared imaging. Um, okay. We don't quite get all the way up to Hackensack, but uh, <laughs> um, I would I would look for like a home energy audit. Of your house, we do free heat map analysis in the in the metro area here, where we can come in with our different diagnostic tools and the infrared imaging, and that is usually going to tell us everything that we need to know that's going on with the house. That's where I would start. And boy, oh boy, I'm curious. With a five foot wide path, there's no mechanicals running up there at all. Um, that there's are no mechanicals. The no, no mechanicals. But it, it's it's in an area where they an addition was put on that, that side of the house. Okay, and that's right where the addition was put on, where the old cabin left off, and then you know the newer addition was added on. Hmm. That's probably what it is. Then there's some type of air infiltration where the the insulation changes or transitions from one one material to the other, newer material. From that would be my guess. If if this is happening right at the, you're seeing the stripe right where the new addition meets the old part yeah. of the house. Boy, oh boy. Um, <laughs> My email uh, is is really easy. Remember, Andy at lindisco.com, or you can go on our Facebook page or lindisconstruction.com. I'd be really curious if you have a picture of this. I um, do, I do. <laughs> you, you know, I'd like to see that, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll show it around and, and 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 try to pick some other people's brains and, and get you a better answer than what I'm giving you now. Yeah, Fred, I, send uh, send him a picture. That'd be I'd be happy to. Right. This is the the coolest part about my job, I think, Denny, is is we get to problem solve. 
Um, that's the, all these houses are different. Additions have been put on. Different people have worked on them. And uh, solving the mystery to, to, to fix these, these houses is, uh, is a lot of fun, especially when you, when you, when you figure it out. Sometimes it takes a few days and maybe a couple of tries, but eventually we, we get it figured out. Then obviously it's uh, for you or a professional like you to, to, to see it in person. You know, yes. it's a lot easier too than, than so. I hope Fred sends you that picture, and uh, maybe we'll get an answer for sure. Cool. All right, cool. thank you, Fred. Fred leaves that line open at six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's go to Blaine. Marlene is there. Marlene, what's your question for Andy? Uh, a few minutes ago, you were talking about the potential problems of using a humidifier in a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought my townhome two and a half years ago. And this is the third season. Well, in fact, I was just going to start the humidifier this morning because um, whenever I reach for an outlet, I mean, a, you know, it, um, the switch, and I get a spark, and then I can see, I can, I get a shock too. So I'm wondering if it would be wise for me to set up my my humidifier because, I mean, a little too dry there. It sounds like. What do you think, Andy? Um, I would uh, spend, you know, at any hardware store or any big box store, you can, it's, you know, under 20 bucks for a humidistat. So I would want to know what the, the moisture content is in my house right now before I would start a humidifier. they pretty and accurate? Yeah. You know, we, we use them all the time. We and If I go into a house that's having moisture issues, it's it's... It's it's going to read high, or if you have frost on your windows, chances are it's going to read high. So they, they, they're under 20 bucks, and it's going to tell you what your relative humidity is inside the home. And if it's really low, it's in the teens or something like that, yeah, turn on the humidifier. But if it's over 30%, do not turn on the humidifier. And I... I know. I don't know if uh, she's getting a static electricity shock or it what, sounds what's going like on. It, yeah. yeah, that that'd be my guess the way way she described it. But if she's seeing, just because seeing a spark is typically as you touch something is static electricity. But I uh, I would worry if this is something that shit happens all the time though too. Mm. Yeah, that's a good good point. But start with the humidistat for sure. Yes. All right. Thanks, Marlene. Let's uh, talk to Dan, who's calling from Minneapolis uh, for Andy Lindis. Dan, you're on WCCO. Yes, I've got a question. I purchased a house. Uh, the steps going up from the first level to the second level are, are very steep. It's like uh, and narrow. How do I correct that? So the steps in, on the inside of the house going from one floor to the other are too steep? Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, well, you can rebuild the stairs. Uh, maybe. I should say, um, depending on on the area that you have, and and how they were built, uh, I'm I'm not sure. We we would have to look into it, but you can definitely do some things with the staircase to make them a little bit easier and more navigable. Um, but I would have to look at the exact situation. I don't know what type of landing you have or how much space you have to maybe not make them so steep. It might be a reason why that was done structurally in the first place. But without really tearing into it, I I'm not quite sure. If you have a uh, home improvement type of question for Andy Lindis, call it in or text it in. Same number replies, 651-989-9226. Speaking of text messages, uh, here's one. I have an ice dam built up in a corner. I installed a heat wire in the gutter, but this year the weight of the ice bent the corner of the gutter, uh, 
Mm-hmm. And now the water cannot escape away from the corner. We're getting buildup of ice. What might be an option for me, and can it be replaced this time of year? Yeah, that's the nice part about LeafGuard. We, well, one, we are installing uh, this time of year. Sometimes if your gutters are too iced up, we could run the risk of damaging things, um, trying to remove them. But we're going to be up front when we look at that. My installers are, are really good at, at and making sure that that doesn't happen. Uh, but more than likely, there's some heat loss happening somewhere. So I would at least get a heat map analysis where we look at your attic, go over the infrared imaging, talk about your R value and the air infiltration that's happening in your attic. And the nice part about LeafGuard is it has a lifetime ice damage guarantee. Now, the way it's shaped, it's shaped to discourage anything but liquid water getting inside the trough. You may get some icicles on the outside coming down, but the nice part about those icicles coming down is that they're not actually building back up onto your roof, and they're much more easily managed on that. Now, so if you do have a lot of ice damage on your on your roof, you have a big ice dam putting all that weight on it. My gutter bends or disforms in any way; it's replaced for free. So, but I try to get away from heat tapes as much as I possibly can. Having said that, I have uh, on the porch of my house. You know, I live in an old four square farmhouse. You know, built in the early 1900s. There's not enough room in that area in that in that roof unless I completely rip off the roof and redo the the, the attic area to get the right amount of insulation in there. So I have some heat loss. I put a heat tape on the back end of the leaf guard, on the top of the hood, behind the flashing, and then in the gutter and out the downspout. And I never have icicles on it at all. It it remains free-flowing year-round, and I never have to worry about it. All right. Here is a text. Another one, uh, Andy. We made a decision to put James Hardy board uh, and batten on portions of our house this March as we're getting new siding. We're just wondering how that stands up to hail. The color will be white. Um, you know, it, it stands up pretty good to hail. Now, um, I don't have a lot of real negative things to say about the James Hardy products. It's just not what we choose to use. When when looking at siding on, on people's houses, we've had much better luck with the LP smart side. Same look as James Hardy. So it's a much easier material to deal with, and the water infiltration that, that, that can happen on James Hardy, if it's not installed perfectly, is something that I, I, I worry about quite a lot. And if I see a James Hardy job gone bad, it's usually because of that. And I just know LP in our in our climate just it does really, really well, and it's made in two harbors. So it's a, it's a, it's a product that you can say is made in, it's either made in two harbors or Tomahawk, Wisconsin, one of those two places. And... We're not a lot of uh, materials that we get to put on uh, on houses that are made locally. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And that you love that siding. You can and it, it comes in all sorts of styles too, doesn't it? I mean, you, yeah, you have you a, know, just a huge selection. A huge selection, just like uh, the the cement boards out there, like Hardy. You can get it in the board and batten. You can get it in different profiles and and in shakes. I have three different types of LP on my house just for the aesthetics, and that's that's a neat part of of, of what we do, Danny. Um, I got an email yesterday from a customer. It wasn't a very flattering one from a potential customer. Um, upset with our bidding process, we went out there one time and weren't able to give them a price right away. So I'm looking into it, and my my salesman or estimator has 120 products, different products he's picked out, and I'm like five hours into coming up with this estimate, and 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 I'm like, yeah, no, this is somebody came out and just gave him a, a spitball. Hey, that looks like thirty thousand. 
we're going to be really specific, but on, on, a, on a siding product, this project that, that we do, it's not uncommon that we have 100 different line items that we're, we're, we're making sure that we have. So when we start the job, we can finish it and we can uh, get them exactly what they want. But there's, when it comes to siding, there's a whole bunch of different things you can do to really make your house uh, be a much more aesthetically pleasing. Excellent. Hang on, Andy. We have to take our quick break. We have another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. 651-989-9226. Back at it, our home improvement show brought to us by Lindus Construction. Did I spell it yet? L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to get in touch, 1-800-LEAFGUARD is their number. If you want to ask Andy Lindus your home improvement question, either by phone or by text, here's our number, 651-989-9226. All right, Andy, we have callers. We have texters. I'm going to All right. put you back to work here. Uh, Jim is calling from Annandale, I believe. Uh, Jim, good morning. You are on CCO with Andy. Good morning. Uh, owned my home for over 20 years, and this year we're getting uh, ice dams around the whole thing. Is there something because of the soft, all the rain earlier or what? Uh, so you've never had ice dams on your home before? I have, but not not generally, not where they are now. Hmm. Have you peeked into your attic at all? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I um, okay. You know, I I uh, over in your area of the world, uh, Lutkin Companies out of St. Cloud. Yeah. Um, does a really good job on 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 everything. I would reach out to them and have them do an attic inspection and and, and just try to see what's going on and. If you haven't had them before, something changed, and I don't. And sometimes it's just that you didn't notice them. They're worse this year for whatever reason. We did have that snow with rain, and then snow again, and that sometimes can can create worse ice dams than than heat loss itself. So it might be that, but without getting in the attic and really seeing what's going on, I, I'd have a hard time letting you know exactly how to fix it. Andy, with besides getting up in the attic. Like you suggest to Jim, would would one of these home audits uh, help that process as well? Yeah, and that's what uh, the Luckin folks would be able to do when when they come out. Um, is they're going to do a heat map analysis, a home energy audit, and let you know what is happening in in your attic and when how to fix it the best. And it might be a ventilation issue. Sometimes if a vent gets clogged and you're not you're not your 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 attic isn't breathing the proper way, it can lead to that. Uh, sometimes. Uh, insulation gets blown from one side of the attic to the other. I, I've, I've gone there where I got one inch of insulation, especially if you have fiberglass insulation blown in. That stuff tends to move around in attics a little bit more than most. So I've, I've gone in attics and seen one inch of insulation on one side of the attic and completely stuffed over to the other. Come to find out that a soffit had been blown in by a windstorm. Air got in there, moved it all over. They fixed the soffit but never looked in the attic and, and had issues. So it, it can be a few different things causing the issue, but without really inspecting it, we just don't know. Kind of on the topic of uh, attics this morning, and I believe Steve is has a similar question. They're calling in from Wasika. Steve, what's your question for Andy? Good morning, gentlemen. Happy morning. New Year to Thank you. Thank Happy you. New Year to you. Yes, I have uh, a little bit of vented soffits on my home, and I have an attached garage. Uh, there's a three-by-four-foot opening from my garage up into the attic, and I have the panel cover off of it. Am I kind of circumventing the uh, efficiency of the roof vents and the soffit vents by having that open? Yeah, is, that a, is your garage a heated space? No, it is not a heated space. It's just attached. Pr- probably not a big deal. 
If it was a heated space, area? yes, um, okay. you, you would have you have some issue. You might be putting more intake into that area, um, but do you have ice damming or anything like that happening on the garage area? No, not really. Uh, no, it's just done quite well that way. It's done quite well. So I was just wondering yeah. because, like I say, with the cover off in the summertime, there's so much hot air that comes through that, uh, you know, it's like a furnace up there in the attic. So Oh, yeah. For sure, in in the summertime, it's probably be more of an issue than the wintertime, and that's what people don't understand that 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 your shingles, if you have asphalt shingles, a, a really hot attic or an attic that doesn't vent the proper way, you can actually take you know five, ten, fifteen years of the life off the shingles because of an improperly vented attic. That many so, years? Wow. Yeah, it, I, I've I've seen forty year shingles only last ten years because of of things that aren't going well. In, in the attic with ventilation, ventilation in in and how your house breathes is is the number one killer of roofs. Uh, whether it's the ice that that's causing it or the heat in the summertime, that's that's something that should be addressed. Okay, very good. Thanks, Steve. Steve leaves that line open if you want to call in your question to Andy six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Marlis is on the horn, I believe, calling in from Wilmer. Marlis, what is your question, please? Yes, we have a deck that um, was put on on. Oh, few years ago and it's very slippery just wondering if what can be put if something can be put over that or if anything can be done so uh composite decking i think so do you stain your deck to stain it yep or do you stain it no no it's it's uh, a finished deck okay so it is a yeah. that's that's one of the big drawbacks on on, on composite decking um, we've had better luck with the AZAC timber tech material of not being so slippery in the wintertime. The Zuri material is, uh, it's, uh, well, this, put it this way. When, when we leave the house in the wintertime, this is how we address each other. Have a great day. I love you. Be careful on the deck. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, in that order. that's, it's, it's our reminder of how slippery the Zuri decking can be, um, in, in the wintertime, especially if it's, you know, fall and spring when you get the frost and the, Yeah, so it's going to be slipperier than the, than the natural wood, and outside of salt or putting uh, grip strips on that, uh, which no one really likes grip strips, but they do work. Yeah, They're, and they are available. There are there are strips in your walkway you can put on, and just making sure your deck stays free and clear uh, and of the snow can help a lot too. There you go. But yeah, that's kind of tough to get around with with composite. I know there are certain uh, applications of some type of uh, grit. You know, if it was a wood deck. Yeah. But uh, not in this case. No. Can, here's one. I think I know your, your your answer. At least I have my own. Can I paint a tile floor in our finished basement? It's the old dark red sort of quarry tile. It's in the hallway and bathroom. If so, how to go about it? Well, uh, to to take your line, Denny, uh, <laughs> you you can you could paint a couch if you wanted to. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, but uh, painting tile is is probably not going to last as long as you think it it will um, on a floor. Now there's some maybe an epoxy coating over the top of it, but I've I've honestly have never heard of anybody painting tile before. No, not on a floor. No, maybe on a wall, but yeah. Plus, I'd I would, be, I'd be worried a bit about the slipperiness of it too. As, me as well. As well. Yeah. And just the, the, the durability, that durability of, of something yeah. like that is just not going to... 
I'm not sure. I mean, for what paint costs, it's worth a shot maybe, but you can paint anything, but I, I don't know. I've never done it and uh, don't know anyone that's tried it, so no, I can't I. give you a, a good answer of uh, how well it will look or how long it will last. All right, let's go back to the phones. John is calling from Eden Prairie, I believe. John, you're on with Andy. Hey, uh, good morning. I've got a two-level townhome. Uh, it's like uh, you walk in the entry, and there's six stairs up and six stairs down. The two full bathrooms are one right above the other. Uh, the downstairs bathroom is having some problems with uh, mold on the ceiling. I don't think, I've been associated with this townhome for over 25 years. I don't think there's a crawl space at all to get up there and check the attic. I don't think there is an attic. Is that correct? Um, It depends. Is it all vaulted ceilings? No. There's vaulted ceilings in the living room. So probably no attic where the vault is, but if they're... If if it's not a vault everywhere, then then there's going to be some attic space. Now, with the basement bathroom, the ceiling is where you're seeing the mold. Uh, the downstairs bathroom ceiling, yeah. Yeah, is there a you have a vent like a, an air vent uh, or an exhaust system in there? Well, there's an exhaust fan in the downstairs bathroom that hardly ever gets used. Hmm. Where is the mold near that on the ceiling? It's mostly over the shower. Okay. Hmm. So my guess would be that you need to run your bath fan more in there to get the okay, moisture. I'm losing you here. The signal is weak. Uh, I'm just I'm just thinking to just scrape the ceiling and and paint it with a sealer and uh, and be done with it. Well, you yeah. Can try that, and, but and, the, what are you going to do? Look for the. You got to look for the. Uh, where that moisture is coming from, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and 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 you're probably going to find that out when you scrape the ceiling. That uh-huh. my guess is is going to be surface mold. Um, if it's over the shower, and once you scrape that out, if you see that it's not coming from the top, I would say you're fine repainting it, and just make sure you run your bath fan more when you run your shower to get rid of the the moist air out of the house. And that's besides the the fresh air or to taking out the, the, the bad bathroom air that a bath fan can do. Running your bath fan while you're showering helps rid your house of the moisture so it doesn't get into your sheetrock and cause mold. I've seen that happen before. It could be just surface mold. Now, once you scrape that all off, if it looks like it's coming from the top all the way through the ceiling, you're going to have to do some more investigating and finding find out where that water came from. Otherwise, you're going to be back to where you are now shortly. And we've talked about it before, Andy. Uh, it's important where that bath fan is exhausted out of, right? Yeah, and uh, and we we see moisture issues around bath fans um, because either they're not insulated well or they're not exhausting to the right spot. So you got all that warm air that's getting brought through that tube up through your house, and if it's not insulated well, that 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 tube gets cold, warm meets cold, you get frost, and that's where you get some moisture issues with that. But if it's not near that, then then I'm guessing that's not the case. Andy, we're going to take a quick break, so don't go away. Hang in, have some coffee, and we'll uh, we'll be right back answering more questions. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, call it in or text it in. Same number, 651-989-9226. Good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show on WCCO. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction helping you out by phone and by text. If you have any kind of a home improvement question for Andy, call it in or, as I said, uh, send the text too. Uh, here's one that came in a bit ago, Andy. Uh, how can you tell the model number of a Marvin window 
18 years old need to get a part for it? Hmm. Um, if you <laughs> look in the upper corner of the glass or one of the corners of the glass, there may be a serial number there. Also on the inside of the sash, if you open up the window and you look on the frame, there might be a sticker or some coding in there. But uh, we might have to look at it, measure it, and 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 get the parts that way. I'm not I'm not quite sure. Usually, somewhere either on the glass or on the inside of the frame, you're going to be able to find the 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 serial number of the window. And when you get hold of the manufacturer, you're able to give them that, and they'll tell you what part you need. I know you and I have talked about uh, those season guard windows, great windows, mm-hmm. and the Infinity by Marvin. Are people liking that Infinity? Yeah, it's uh, it's the number one window people are picking lately really? uh, for about the last year when when given the choice and out of uh, from a strength standpoint, from a durability standpoint, and just from a warm edge on the inside, it, it it's a really hard window to beat and match that with how aesthetically pleasing it is and how we can match almost any any color what we can with the with the Everwood product we can stain it to match whatever you have and. People are really liking it, and uh, more importantly, I've had zero warranty claims on it. I know we're, we're only three years into it, but we haven't even really had one shipped to us wrong. The, the folks at Marvin, they, they got the manufacturing process down. When they make a product, they make it well. Yeah. Another homegrown uh, product, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Texter says, a chimney losing pieces of brick for a while now have seen moisture on the bricks on the inside. Uh, garage wall side also on the wall. Can you help? What what kind of a, a pro would uh, do the work on that? I mean, is it tuck pointer? What who who does? Yeah, that? Um, we we have a couple of different masons that uh, that we work with and, and chimney specialists that we work with. The the problem is um, we're almost booked for twenty twenty on on that side of our uh, of our business. They're just wow. they're really rare. So it's it's something when when it comes to chimney work, you really need to plan in, in advance and. And we don't do a lot of fixes when our, our chimney guys, it's complete repairs and, and rebricking. There's not a lot of tuck pointing, uh, that, that at least we have a hard time finding people that want to just do tuck pointing. So if we we're, we're, we're touching a chimney, usually we're, we're putting all new bricks on. They're, they're a pretty rare to come by. And, and if you're wanting it done this year, I would start calling every Mason in the phone book now. Oh, wow. No, it's, you- it's just uh, people aren't getting into that that line of work. It's dangerous work. It's hard work, and um, it's it's there's there's especially with new construction going now. Uh, the masons are all getting used up, putting up you know cultured stone and and doing all the detail works on the exterior of people's houses or on the inside of people's houses. New construction's booming. And that's where all the masons are. So getting them on 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 remodel jobs is it's harder and harder. Generally speaking, you and I have talked about uh, having young people maybe learn the trades. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you have a lot of crews that do a lot of different things. What is Linda's doing, if anything, about, uh, you know, teaching these young people or getting them into the trades? Well, um, we have a, a tier system here uh, at Linus Instruction. And, and we, we have a concerted effort. Uh, in, in 2020, we we want to add 30, I think it's 32 um, people to the different crews, whether it's our gutter crews, decking crews, window crews, siding crews, um, you name it, where every division is hiring right now. And and we, we have a, a five-tier system. You start out at Tier 1, and you can work your way up to Tier 5. When you're at Tier 5, you're supervising your own jobs. And 
it, it, I don't want to call it an apprenticeship program, but we, we try to build it as we can take you from square one to, to, to a tier five person in about two years. So when you, when you look at what, what you can do in, in this line of work in, in two years where you're getting paid to learn and paid handsomely, I think, uh, or you can pay to school, pay to go to school. And at the end of it, at the end of those two years, you should be making that fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year wearing a tool belt. I, uh, one of the things we like to pride ourselves on, we want to make, I, my, my, my people are, are really good at what they do and they deserve to get paid accordingly. Um, they're craftsmen. We're not trying to rush through jobs. We're trying to do everything. We want to be the best. We, we don't need to do the most out there, but we want our work to be the best. And in order to do that, they, they need to get paid. You know, uh, you just don't, you don't find these craftsmen off the street. And, and, and when you do, it takes two years to train them. So it's been about a five year process coming up with this program, Denny. But right now, um, I see more young people in the last two years trying to get into this industry when they look at uh, i was talking to a kid last night denny he's going to school for construction management and i'm listening to the classes that this four-year school is having him take for construction management it makes no sense to me and uh, i have uh, people here with geology degrees um, you know, I do have some teaching degrees here in the management side of a business that have, that have come in really handy, but the, the people, young people really need to sit down and say this, what am I getting for this hundred thousand dollar education? Is it worth it for me to have a forty, fifty thousand $50,000 a year job paying a hundred thousand dollars to go to school? And I have a hard time saying yes to that when I know what, what you can make in the trades here. If, if anybody has an entrepreneurial bone in their body, getting into the trades is, is the way to go, whether it's HVAC, electric, a mason. A mason right now would, could be able to write their own ticket. I could keep five of them busy for the entire year. That's how much they're needed. Wow. This is, uh, it's, it's, there's an opportunity out there for young people right now, but it's not easy work. It's not. It's hard work. It's 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 labor intensive, and 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 to take pride in 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 doing this type of work, it's it's not for everyone. But I'm telling you, I uh, I wouldn't choose a better a different path if if I had to again. No, and and you brought it up a minute ago. You can make a good living uh, in can. the trade, it, real good living. You really can, and um and and not just a livable wage but a a beyond livable wage something where you you're doing better than most of most of the world and that's a, that's the cool part and there's no shortage of hours if you like to work 60 70 80 hours you want to get the overtime or or double time in our industry that is widely available all the time and what people don't talk about uh, the dirty little secret in our industry once you learn to trade is is side work you know, people that that so you work you work your forty hours yeah. for for whoever, and then 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 half my guys spend all weekend working uh, for friends and family. It's just it's just what what happens in the in, in our industry. Yes, indeed. So I have the kids think about it. Mm-hmm. They're at home. Uh, text a texter wants to know this, Andy. What is the best and cheapest way to put up a garage ceiling so I can insulate and heat it? Hmm. Well. Um, I would probably start with a, a sheetrock ceiling, but then I would look at the type of insulation that I'm going to be using. I would maybe start with two inches of spray foam and then blow cellulose over the top of that, and and you you should have a nice heated garage. But it all depends on how you want it finished on the inside. You know, um, me, I have a steel ceiling in my garage, but 
I come from a steel siding family, and that's what I took the vertical seamless machine uh, to my garage last year during the polar vortex, and me and uh, 20 guys from work here uh, got it all installed in about two days. Was that a tough job? Not with those 20 guys. Um, <laughs> and lucky. when it's 60 below outside and you got a nice heated garage to work in, it was, it was, it was, it was kind of nice. Have a couple of minutes to go, Andy. Uh, Texter says we have an all-season porch open to our kitchen. The porch for the last six years is settling, so our door opens eighteen inches. Summer, winter, two feet, probably differently. Uh, want to put new windows, but I have to figure out how to fix this problem. The stringers underneath are rotting, and and our dryer vent comes out through there. Could that uh, be a problem? Probably. So yeah, if you you got to fix the the settling issue and uh, the stringer issue for sure um, before I would put new windows in. Um, then and the good news is those things can be addressed. Whether it's a footing issue or some other type of structural issue, usually we can we can figure that out, address it, fix it, make sure it doesn't happen again, and then talk about putting new windows in because you put in windows on on, on an unstable area like that, they're not going to operate properly, and you're not going to be happy with them. Oh, we have a couple of minutes here. Let's see. We can grab another one or two. Uh, can you talk about attic spray insulation uh, benefits? Which one is better, open cell or closed cell foam on the ceiling or the underside of the roof deck? I need to re-insulate my attic space. Uh, we use the closed cell foam, and we try to put two inches, and we prefer cellulose over fiberglass, mainly from a rodent standpoint. The, the fire retardant put into cellulose, just uh, the, the animals don't seem to like it nearly as much, and we see way too many tunneling systems in fiberglass. And like I said, fiberglass tends to move more in the attic than, than cellulose. Cellulose will settle over time and maybe lose a little bit of its R value, but the nice part about it settling over time is it actually creates a little bit of a crust so you can get some, some attic air sealing benefits out of it. I think we have time maybe for one more text. We have a slab-on-grade cabin that's heated by wood and propane, wall furnace, that is. We are looking to put something down on a concrete floor that has no vapor barrier and no insulation under, underneath. Uh, do I need a thermal break before laying a laminate floor is the question. No, um, I wouldn't want to know what's on the outside of that slab. Typically, a lot of those slabs are, they have foam along the edge, along the outside, so it's keeping the frost away from it that way. Um, and when you're, when you're, depending on how livable space this is, if you're redoing the floor, I would, I would highly recommend looking at some of those electric mats that can go down on the slab. And maybe for not that much more money, you can make it a heated floor. And then you really don't have to worry about much of anything. All right, let's see. Oh, boy. We're almost out of time here. Let's see if we can do a, a quick one. Uh, I have a well-insulated attached garage with floor drains and in-floor heat. As water drips off the cars, humidity goes way up. Should I think about some kind of exhaust fan? I've just been uh, opening the door for a little bit to let cold, dry air in. What, what do you think an answer to that is? We have about a minute. Um, I run a dehumidifier in my garage. So, um, yes, opening up the air, getting the cold, dry air to come in can, can be beneficial, but you'd be amazed on how humid it is on a day like today outside um, with, with the moisture content. So I would – dehumidifier is going to be a better bet for you. I wouldn't worry about an exhaust fan, but a good dehumidifier running there can, can help. 
In one minute, let's uh, tell folks what, if they're interested in getting things like windows or roofing or something, what, what, what is your recommendation as far as timing goes this year? Well, uh, I, I, if you're looking at getting something done this year, the, the sooner the better um, that, we, that we can plan. And right now, when it comes to windows, we have free labor, free installation on Infinity Window by Marvin and the Season Guard window. And when it comes to insulation, we do the free heat map analysis. We're going to bring out our infrared imaging and uh, a blower door if we need it and just really diagnose what's going on with your house, giving you the exact R value that you have right now and what we can do to All fix right. it. Excellent. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. LindisConstruction.com. Andy, let's you and I talk next week. What do you say? Sounds great, Danny. Thank you. Have a good week. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction.